Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Do you aspire to become the best leader you can be? Then come along with me and GLE. Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the GLE Network. Phil Swanson here. Before introducing today's special guest, I got to say a thank you. And I got to say a thank you from the bottom of my heart to the listeners and fans of Go Lead Everything. If I knew GLE was going to impact the life of only one person, I still would have done it. But when I see the thousands of leaders around the world that it's impacting, it really means a lot to me. And it's only going to grow from here. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support. If you're listening, I rarely ask for anything. In fact, uh, it's actually something I'm focusing on in my development is getting better at asking for things I want. And so it would really help me out. And I'd really appreciate it if you could share the show on social with someone you think would benefit from it. If you're getting value from it, go ahead and leave a review, comment, um, follow, subscribe. I'm bad about following and subscribing some of the shows that I listen to regularly, believe it or not. So I'm as guilty as the rest of them. So uh, I'm trying to do a better job of giving back to those folks that have given me value. So if you do get value from the show, I'd appreciate you paying it forward as well. So rolling into today's show, we got a big time guest that I'm super pumped about. We've got an entrepreneur, a speaker, host of the top rated Growth Now Movement podcast. He's been named top eight podcaster to follow by Inc. Magazine. He was featured in Thrive Global and even chosen as an icon of influence in the new media space. His podcast has grown to become a podcast that is currently played in over 100 countries every single week, and he's gone to help countless people grow their brands and businesses through podcasting. He's also the host and creator of one of the go-to events for entrepreneurs and forward thinkers, the Growth Now Summit Live, which I'm sure we're going to hear about here today. And you know, I've been getting a lot of questions from people about podcasting and giving advice for podcasting. So I'm pumped because I know some of you out there are curious about it and learning more about it. And we want to hear this guy's story. Justin Shank, welcome to GLE. Phil, thanks so much, man. I'm excited to chat. You know, we connected the first time a couple of months ago and hit it off. And I'm excited to hopefully add value to your audience. And I'm like I said, I'm an open book. I want to go wherever you want to go. Heck yeah, man. This is going to be fun. We, we heard you a while back, the 365 Driven members on Tony Watley's show back in, man, I can't believe it was 2019. It, it, time flies when you're having fun. But um, so if you got, you all want to check that out, 365 Driven podcast, you can find Justin on there back from, from March 2019. But um, why don't we start, Justin, with your story, man? I mean, it's, it's podcasting is kind of this popular thing these days. You've been doing it now for several years. How'd you get into podcasting? Dude, it, it, it's funny. I've been doing it for six years now. And so when I began podcasting, I would tell people I had a podcast and they would go, what's a podcast? And now I say <laughs> I, I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild though. And now I say it and most people roll their eyes and go, 
uh, uh, you, you and everybody yeah. else, right? Because uh, yeah. now there's 2 million podcasts. When I started, there was like 180,000 podcasts or something wild like that. Mm-hmm. So the growth has been astronomical. But when I started, the original idea behind my show was I wanted to interview entrepreneurs so I could pick their brain and find out how to be a better entrepreneur. At that point, I had three failed businesses and I was like, clearly I'm doing something wrong. And, and my brain looked at podcasting and said, this seems like a hack where I can interview individuals and just learn from them. There was no idea of uh, audience growth or speaking all over the country because of it. Maybe in the very far back of my head, I'm like, maybe that's an off-put chance that could happen. Um, But it was really about picking the brains of these geniuses. And about six months before I launched the show, it was the worst day of my life. My mom lost a 20-year battle to opioids. And it was in that moment that everything in my life changed. And so when the show finally launched, I started picking these these individuals' brains about their rock bottom moments and how do you find happiness in those moments and what does self-love mean? And so I had these people like Ed Milet and Andy Frisella on my show, and I'm having these types of conversations that was a little bit different at the time. Uh, and, and I honestly feel like being authentic and real in those conversations based off of what I needed, that's mm-hmm. why the growth happened. And so obviously from there, I've launched multiple businesses. I speak all over the country on both podcasting and overcoming limiting beliefs. I'm a coach to high performers that are looking for fulfillment for, for fulfillment in their life. Uh, and it's been a wild ride, man. And, and uh, I'm just excited to see what is next in, for me uh, and saying yes to the next thing and, and just being really excited to deliver as much value as I can to the world. That's such a cool story, man. Yeah, how we how we end up falling into certain things, or or you you go one direction and it ends up going to be something totally different. I love how you gave the perspective about podcasting being almost like a training platform for yourself. Um, I you know most people they they think you're you know maybe arrogant or like putting all your thoughts out there, but I know when, when I got started with GLE, I, you know, I've always been passionate about leadership. I'm in several leadership roles, volunteer in professionally. And it, um, you know, it's one of those things that I knew as a young guy, I needed to get better at. And I was like, man, if I start a podcast, I have a great excuse to talk to experienced successful leaders and just learn from it'll be like my own free training platform. Plus, you know, there's all those other potential intangible benefits down the road. So I, I love how you share that perspective. It's just so good. Yeah, man. No, I, I appreciate that. And it's so interesting because I spoke at PodFest a number of years ago. I think it was the 2019 PodFest. And I had the the largest breakout of the whole entire event. It was wild. Standing room only. Wow. So probably there's probably like 300 people, close to 300 people in this room. And I'm, they're all podcasters. And one of the first things I say are podcasters are the most selfish people in the selfish people in the world. <laughs> and I was just expecting to get things thrown at me and all these things. But the reality was, I realized being on so many shows at that point and, and seeing how people handle it versus how I handle it, I felt honored and still feel honored to have the conversations I have. Yeah. But when I launched the show, man, I was so lost. Like I, there was no faking it. Like I was so lost. I was like, I need help in all things in my life. Because the reality was when when my mom passed away, I went on a three-month bender where I was blackout drunk six nights a week. And it was me escaping from the pain and all these things. And at the time, Mm -hmm. I had a relationship and and a spiritual coach. And she called me one day and she goes, what are you doing uh, tonight? And I said, I'm going out with some buddies. And she goes, no, you're not. You're going to sit and you're going to feel this stuff. And it was the worst night of my life, man. I felt all the emotions. I went through all the pain. And the next morning, I felt like there was, a, there was this weight lifted off of my shoulder. But this is when I defined my rock bottom moment. 
And I realized the shift for most people in their lives is when they can say, this is my rock bottom moment. People who don't define it, they hit the next one, then the next one, then the next one. Well, I was like, this is my rock bottom moment. I can't and will not go any further than this or lower than this. And so I said, I may, and I have run into other obstacles and things have come and try to knock me down. But you when you have already defined your rock bottom moment, you mm-hmm. overcome these things in a greater way. And so when I defined that, I go, this is my breaking point for me. I'm going to learn from these people and I'm going to implement the things that I'm learning. And so I've always said that these conversations are for me and the people that listen, they're along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, and so more and more as I've grown and have become somebody who people look to now for information. Uh, I obviously share my own value, but that was after my audience said, Hey, can you share more of what, you know, mm-hmm. like it was really about, I, I need to learn. And I still learn every single episode that I do. I learn something new every single time, uh, yeah. whether it's I'm interviewing a friend or I'm interviewing a celebrity, it doesn't really matter. Um, but, but like I said, man, it started with passion and, and business and opportunity grew from it. Dude, God knew and wanted us to get together today. Cause I had pulled from your Instagram that quote, your rock bottom moment will be when you decide enough is enough and you take back control of your life. Hmm. Uh, Cause I love that quote. I think people can relate anybody who's, you know, branched out in entrepreneurship, I know can relate to it. Um, one thing I think people might struggle with, I know I've kind of struggled with this myself living, you know, I've lived kind of a, I don't know, I'd say I've lived a, you know, what most people would probably perceive as a fairly cushy, easy life right? I, I've, I've uh, been very blessed. It's hard sometimes, I think, for people when they hear stories of people that have been through very challenging times, you almost feel like, you know, well, you know, my, my rock bottom moment isn't really rock bottom. They almost deal with like some, some imposter sort of syndrome. I don't know if that's what you'd call that necessarily, but, you know, they're almost in denial that they've, they were able to even have a rock bottom moment or they haven't, they haven't put their foot down and taken control back in their life. What would you say to folks like that that might be, you know, kind of struggling, you know, thinking and and just justifying it to themselves? Sure. Look, we all have a story right now. When we look at other people and we hear their stories and the things they've been through, we're like, wow, I can never relate. I could never imagine. Understand that when I tell my story, it seems normal. Like I still feel blessed in my life as well. Uh, We have to understand that it is okay to say, Hey, I've been through rough times. It might not seem as rough as somebody else, but we all have, right? I have a great friend and mentor uh, named Dolph Barron, who he actually coaches billionaire clients and so on and so forth. And he'll sit down with them and he says, what was missing from your childhood? And they immediately go on the defense and they go, my childhood was great. I got everything I wanted. My parents are still married to this day. I, you know, they've given me everything I've asked for. I've all these things. And he goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, I'm not asking you, you know, I didn't, I never said your childhood wasn't great. I said, what was missing? You see, we all have a missing piece. And that's why we find people who are ultra successful, millionaires, billionaires, rock stars, movie stars, finding themselves sad and depleted because they're Mm -hmm. missing something too. The real issue in this world is that society says, this is what you need in order to be successful and happy. Mm -hmm. And so especially as men, I've found. Uh, we chase what society says we need. We need the money. We need the car. We need the house. We need the hot girl. We need all these things. Mm-hmm. Right. And then once we get it, we're like, yeah, we finally made it. The reality is once you get all those things, you're going to probably feel more empty than you did before mm-hmm. because you found the excitement in the chase, the growth, the want, the desire. Uh, 
And then you go, wait, hold on. I didn't get the happiness that I was promised with this million dollars or billion dollars or this girl, right? You know, you find the happiness in the journey. Uh, And so as we talk about all these things, one, we have to say, it is okay that my rock bottom moment might not be what somebody else's is, right? Mm-hmm. I've had people on my show have lived on the streets and people have stepped over them. I've had people who whose parents killed themselves in front of them. Like that's way worse than what I've gone through, but it doesn't take away from the things that I've been through. It doesn't take away from the things that you've been through because we've all been there. We've all been traumatized in some way, shape or form at some point in our life. Right. And it's okay to acknowledge that for ourselves. Uh, and then to say that was my rock bottom moment and I'm defining it as such. Yeah. I love that, man. You're right where you need to be to get where you need to go. You know, you can think it, it's not that big a deal or whatever, or justify it. But you know, I, I, uh, I actually posted this morning about, uh, that that old joke you've probably heard it of the uh the guy who's drowning and th- you know three boats come by and and uh you know he's been praying to god to save him and three boats come by to, to save him and he he says oh no thanks god will save me you know and then he ends up drowning and gets to heaven and he's like god why didn't you save me and god's like well i sent you three boats you dummy yeah and i think you know some people just you know they lack clarity of vision they lack and then don't pray and ask, you know, I've talked about asking for things at the front of the show, you know, they don't persistently ask for what they really want. And, and God might be giving it to you right in front of your face. You know, you're right where you need to be to walk in those good works that God's foreordained for you. And you might be missing it just due to your lack of vision. Yeah. Sometimes it's lack of vision and sometimes it's a uh, lack of feeling worthy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are afraid to ask for the things that they want. And honestly, I found that the more I give, the less I am afraid of asking for what I want. Mm. Uh, you know, I've, I've built some great relationships and I have friends who are Emmy winners and people who are some of the top podcasters and, and television stars in the world. And I feel, and I'm not saying that by the way, to impress anybody, I'm just saying it to impress upon you that if you have the right intention going into any relationship, you're going to win no matter what. And right. so my mentality is always to give unconditionally, meaning I'm going to give to every single person I come in contact with the best I can without any expectation in return. And what I found was when it comes around to the time that you have to ask, you don't even have to ask those things begin to, like you said, appear in front of you. And then it's up to you to go, okay, this is for me to grab onto, right? The the first boat, the second boat, the third boat, how many opportunities are you going to miss? And honestly, I would miss opportunities left and right when I didn't feel worthy. Yeah. Because we know that, at, you know, especially as young entrepreneurs coming up, you had mentors and you had people that supported you and they saw greatness in you long before you saw greatness in you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you let these ships pass you by because you, usually you don't feel worthy or you don't feel ready. Mm-hmm. Right. And you start to self-sabotage and you start to break things apart and you have these limiting beliefs or, as you said, imposter syndrome um, that says, I'm not worthy of these things that I fe- I'm this close to getting. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the truth is, if you just ask, as long as you've given enough, if you've given enough unconditionally, that mm-hmm. those small times that you ask, you're going to be given whatever you ask for. And then some every single time. It sounds like you've got a really good perspective on identity when you're talking about worth and feeling worthy. What gave you and what, you know, what makes you grounded in, in your identity? Yeah, I think it started with not knowing my identity my whole entire life. Uh, really? I'll share I'll share a story with you now uh, that I I'm writing for the book that I'm writing that I've never shared on a podcast. So okay. I'll share I'll share this with you now. Um, 
you know, obviously growing up and, and I kind of gave snippets of this as we've been talking, cause we've had a great conversation so far. Uh, my mom battled opioids for 20 years. My dad was in jail for some time. I, I was a terrible student at one point. I, I found myself with a 1.7 GPA, but after my sophomore year of high school, I had to change schools cause my mom had to move. And I saw this as an opportunity to reinvent myself because until before then I, I had broken both my hips. So from the ages of 12 to 14, 14 and a half, almost 15, I was on and off crutches some wheelchairs I had five surgeries, all these things. And so I was how'd kind you, of the, the crutches. How'd you break your hips? Okay. I was born with a growth plate deficiency that we didn't know about. Oh my uh, goodness. And the first one I was skateboarding and it shattered into five pieces. And then my second hip, I stood up and turned up, uh, turned around out of a chair and it just fell out of the socket. It was kind of wild. Wow. Sorry yeah. to derail you. I had to no, know. You're good. You're good. Um, but I was kind of, even though I had a great group of friends and I was never the uncool kid, I also wasn't the cool kid. Right. Like I was like, uh, the kid who had cr- crutches, like that's really what happened over like the last three years wow. of me in the school district. So I changed schools and I was like, it sucks. I don't want to change schools. I don't want to leave my friends, mm-hmm. but I had an opportunity to redefine myself. Mm-hmm. The issue was I was moving to one of the richest schools in South Jersey and I, my family was poor. And so how, how do you fit in? Right? Like as teenagers, you go, you think it's clothes, you think it's this. And so my mom took me to where she could afford clothes, went to this, this, uh, place called Boscov's, which is an affordable clothing store. And they sell other things too. But Mm -hmm. she took me there and I was like, look, these look like cool clothes. I'm going to buy them. And I remember one of my first days of school, I was sitting there in biology and a kid walked up behind me that I didn't know. And he looked at the tags of my clothes and he goes, ew, you shop at (laughs) Boscov's? And I realized then that what I thought forever um, of the outside appearances of all these things, it doesn't really matter. Right. I just realized that like, Hey, look, I, my clothes look the same as yours, but you still identified me as such. Cause I was the outsider. I portrayed myself as that. I didn't see myself as anything better then. Right. And so as I began to kind of go through life, the big shift for me was my whole entire life. I tried to be the most interesting person in the room, but the power was when I became the most interested person in the room. Because people don't care how much you know until you, they know how much you care. And how do you let somebody know you care? You ask the right questions. You ask them about themselves. You start to pry. You start to pick their brain. You let them know how good they are. And now when I discover the whole, I'm going to let you know how good you are thing, and then all of a sudden they've repaid and they reciprocated, all of a sudden I was welcome in any room I want to walk into. Locally here in my hometown, I'll go to some place and somebody will walk up to me like, I was told that I need to know you because of this podcast. And I'll, like, I don't even know who these people are. It's kind of wow. bizarre, but wow. I say this because I really was able to rewrite the narrative thinking that if I changed who I was, people would like me instead of me going, all I had to do was like people. And then they would like me. And so that moment of that kid looking at that tag shattered my world, but it was the beginning of a long process of me realizing that the outside appearance doesn't matter. It's what, what, what's on the inside and how much mm-hmm. are you willing to give or able to give to mm-hmm. others that really changes the game. And now I have way cooler friends than whoever that guy was. <laughs> how old were you when you had that realization? Um, I, I was about 20. Um, okay. And so to kind of further in, go further into that story, when I was 20 yeah. years old, I was like, you know what? I'm no, I'm no longer going to lie about my past. I'm not going to try and change who I am. I'm going to embrace who I am. And I was dating this girl, like that first love, right? Like I was, Ooh, this is it. I thought I was going to marry her. Oh, uh, and I went out to dinner with her family. And at this point, my dad was in jail. 
Oh, wow. And so I went out to dinner with her family and her mother goes, you know, you talk about your mom a lot. We don't talk about your dad ever. And so this family was a real Catholic family, like whatever. And I had already decided I'm not going to lie about who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember looking this, this girl's mom in the face and saying, oh, I can only see my dad during visiting hours. And the girl next to me that I was dating grabbed my leg under the table. And I knew in that moment that that relationship was going to end eventually because of that instance. But I also felt so free in that very moment because I was Mm -hmm. already on this path of being unapologetically myself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that moment of 16 from the tag led to being 20 and going, I'm no longer going to allow those types of things to define me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then having that other moment of like, oh, my gosh, like I just told this middle aged woman that my dad was in jail in such an obscure way. Uh, And it ended a relationship. But I felt so free because I was being unapologetically myself. I love that, man. You, you remind me telling that story. I, you know, I, I've heard people say that you become what the people around you expect you to be oftentimes. And, you know, we, we've, t- I know you're a, a big guy who's focused on his circle and, and who he puts himself around and surrounds himself with. I'm big on that purposeful association. And I think, you know, one thing I found super comforting when you think about, you know, people liking you is even folks like, you know, the president of the United States, right? Like half the f- people hate him or don't like him. Of the, 70% of the people hate him right now. <laughs> well, right, right, right. But like, you know, it doesn't really matter who you are or how cool you are or how, you know, you could be the president of the country for crying out loud. Like there's going to be people that don't like you. And the question is why, like, why would you, try to change who you are to accommodate people who don't want you to be yourself mm. or don't want you, you know, where you're not able to share that about your dad, you know, yeah. like she did. Oh no. How could you possibly say that? Right. But it's yeah. just the truth about your life. You, you know, know, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because when you really think about what we're talking about here, that moment of that woman's reaction uh, and the girl that I was dating and her reaction that would usually even entrench people further into the fact that they should lie because they're afraid of those types of things. You know, I think when you start to learn to pour into your own cup and Mm -hmm. to value yourself at a certain level, all of a sudden that stuff doesn't matter. Uh, And this is, I think for most people, even, I mean, even some of my friends who you think are the most confident people on the planet, like they still struggle with this at times. And you know, I think it's that con- you have to constantly remind yourself, I am worthy. I am worthy. I am worthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we did, we actually hosted a, a whole retreat back in March of last year around this. I am worthy. We, we call it the worthless to worthy retreat. And it was really about defining, like, no matter what happens on the outside, you are still enough on the inside. And that's all that matters long-term. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you always struggle, right? I get on calls with certain people and I feel like I got to puff my chest out a little bit, or I got to <laughs> do this, that, and the other thing. Sure. But then I check myself and I go, hold up. <laughs> like, that's not who you are. Right. Be you uh, right. and be the best you you possibly can be. Right. Right. It's funny as we try and be somebody else in our life, because we're worried about judgment or people rejecting us or whatever the case may be we then start to make excuses as to why we're not living the life we want to live. Mm -hmm. And these excuses start to pile up. Well, once I become a good enough talker, I'm going to start my podcast. Once I get lose 20 pounds, I'm going to try and get on stages. Mm -hmm. Once I, 
find the right ghostwriter, I'm going to start writing that book. Mm-hmm. Like all these, once I do this, well, instead of trying to be the best podcaster, the best speaker, the best writer, just start trying to be the best you, be the best Justin Shank, be the best Phil Swanson. And then you realize as every single day as you approach it, I try and be my best self. Mm-hmm. That's enough. And the universe will repay you for being you. Like you are put on this earth right. by God or whatever you want to believe in. You're put on this earth to be you. And you're doing a disservice to the entire world by trying to be somebody else. And the quicker we realize that, and the quicker we start to work through these traumas that we were talking about before, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden your gifts are going to be given to the world at such a high level. And that's, what's really exciting about helping people kind of break through that thought process and that malaise that they've been carrying around their whole life because they thought they had to be somebody else. I absolutely love that, Justin. If y'all are just tuning in, rewind that and go re-listen to what Justin just said. That's that was amazing perspective. I got to get my uh, my drop and bombs button like Bradley. I've been trying to figure <laughs> out what noise or sound effect I should use. So if you're listening, and you got any recommended sound effects? I was thinking like the DMX like bark noise. I could just have DMX like arf arf. But uh, <laughs> hey, b- before we go on to the next topic, if y'all aren't following Justin Shank, that's Justin S C H E N. CK. He's on all the socials. You can go to growthnowsummit.com. Check out what he's doing. He's got a, a summit. When is that? May 20th through the 22nd, Justin? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. May 20th through the 22nd of 2022, which is kind of a cool little... Yeah. I didn't do that on Come, purpose, by the coming way. Coming up soon. It, I wanted it the weekend before I had to switch yeah. it. 2022-22. Yeah. I like it. Um, it's in uh, Lidditz, Pennsylvania. So that'll be, that'll be super cool. So go check that out, growthnowsummit.com if you want to find Justin. So tell us, man, what, like getting into podcasting, what was the hardest thing you had to co- overcome uh, starting your podcast? And like, what do you see? What are like the biggest mistakes? You know, I've got several people that have been asking me about starting podcasts. What are the biggest mistakes you see people making when they're starting a podcast? Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's interesting. When I started the podcast, you talk about hurdles. There weren't hurdles until later because I didn't think it could be anything, in all honesty, uh, until down the road. Uh, yeah. And so when I first started, it was really the, the hurdle of like, I'm putting myself out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is crazy. Now, I had a co-host. So the, the, oh, wow. the history of Justin before I felt like I was worthy fully, I would always bring somebody along. Because if, mm-hmm. if it was a failure, at least we were failing, not just me, right? And mm-hmm. so the, the weight was on somebody else's shoulders. And, you know, I, I had a co-host for the first 64 episodes of the podcast. Dang. And so we had just crossed the year. And it was, it was cool. He's, by the way, he's still one of my, my best friends. But after a certain amount of time, we had a conversation. I asked him to take a step back. And from there, everything kind of took off. And so mm-hmm. this is, this was my biggest lesson and the biggest mistake I see so many people do our branding. The reason it didn't take off in the beginning is because our branding and our messaging didn't align. Our branding was great, right? Obviously we're going to talk about growth and we're going to talk about growth now. Like that's it's pretty self-explanatory. Now, with that being said, I wanted to talk about one thing because what I, w- I just went through with my mother and yeah. he wanted to talk about what we originally planned to talk about, which to no fault of his own, that was the plan that I decided to skew from. Right. Uh, so all of a sudden people would find the show, they'd see it and they dive in and they go, this isn't mm-hmm. what I expected. And they would run away. And so one of the biggest mistakes I see is people's branding 
does not match their messaging. And they honestly have no idea who they're even talking to. Uh, so I actually have a, a course for podcasters. And one of the, one of the modules we walk them through is we create their avatar. Like, who are you talking to? Who's the perfect person? Like if you had to choose one person, that would be the perfect listener, break that down. Everything about them from what do they look like? Is it a male or a female? Are they married, divorced? Are they unhappily married? Do they have a dog or a cat? Do they, are, do they have no animals? Do they have kids? Literally define it to a great point and then give that person a name. Mm. And that's your avatar that you're talking to. And what you realize is people think, well, I don't want to narrow down. I don't want to niche down. But the reality is there's so many of that one person you just defined on this planet. And that one person is friends with every single person who's like them. Yeah. And so what happens is you talk to that one person, they tell, they then tell all their friends who's exactly the same person. Right. And they also tune into your show. Now, all of a sudden you might have a couple hundred people listening uh, and they're the perfect audience for you to talk to. Mm -hmm. And I say to anybody, look, 80% of shows do less than 100 downloads an episode. And I say mm -hmm. yes to be on every single one that invites me on because I understand that there's power in just one person listening, right? Like if I was a, if I was a full-time speaker and I had a, a speaking gig every single week and there was 100 people in the room every single week, would I show up? Absolutely. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's amazing how many people have a hundred people listening every single week to their show and they quit after six weeks because right. they don't think it's enough. Right. Right. They, they get skewed by the fake social media world, by the way, some of the greatest people on social media, millions of followers, they bought some of them. Yeah. They also have a much larger following you, but they still bought some of them because at first on Instagram, hundred thousand was the big catapult, right? Like, Oh my God, I, every, somebody who has a hundred thousand followers, they're on point. They're the best. And now mm -hmm. it's a million. And so when they weren't hitting those marks, they started buying people just, just to let everybody know that let's, let's squash the idea that everybody's got all these massive followers. I refuse to buy followers. Yeah. I actually spoke yeah. at an event. Uh, I was one of the keynote people. And of course my bio hypes me up Inc magazine and this and thrive and whatever. And somebody had the audacity to raise their hand and say, you know, I, I have a question. You're so great. Why don't you have more followers on Instagram? Nice. <laughs> and I literally responded because I didn't buy them like the rest of the people here. And wow. everybody's just like, oh, right. Because yeah. that's the reality. And the, I went off on a tangent about that. But the reality is like we have to understand the truth of what we're diving into. Mm -hmm. And so the biggest mistake people make is number one, they have no idea who they're talking to. Number two, their branding sucks. And number three, once they start, their expectations are through the roof when they should just be focused on creating content for the right person. Now, I want to share a story as to why creating content for the right person is really, really important. So early on in the podcast game, I think I was late 30s, early 40 episodes. By the way, I'm over 400 now. But so super early on, uh, I was like, nobody's listening. Like, what, what am I even doing? Like, why are we even doing this? You know, it's cool. I get some cool conversations, but there was that I was, I was where most podcasters find themselves. Yeah. And I was like, should I quit? I don't know. And I just kind of was funneling out the, the podcast we had already recorded. Mm -hmm. And I got a, a message on uh, Facebook from somebody from Japan. And they said, because of your podcast, I decided not to take my life. Dang, dude. And it was that moment that I realized I was going to show up as my best self, whatever yeah. my best self is in that moment, mm -hmm. every single week, whether there's mm -hmm. one person listening or 10,000 people listening or a million people listening, I'm going to show up because mm -hmm. I can change a life. And if I can change a life, I change the world. Mm -hmm. And so I think if people focus more on impact versus this broad array of like, let me get more followers, mm -hmm. the 
number one, the podcast content would go through the roof. It would be so incredible. The world wouldn't even be able to know what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. But number two, every single person would be happier too. Stop worrying about the followers and start f- worrying about making a difference in one person's life. The world would be a much better place. I love that, man. And you hit on something that is a huge part of the GLE mission, the go lead everything mission. Lots of people, you know, they're like, go lead everything. Why would you want to lead everything? You know, you got to get better at saying no to stuff so you can focus on what's really important, right? But the go lead everything mindset, you know, we want to arm people with truth and the courage to stand up for it. And one of the truths that you just nailed on, man, is you can change the world by impacting one person's life. And you don't need a podcast to do that. You can do that at the coffee shop when you're buying a coffee just by being nice to the person behind the counter, right? Like there's so many ways you can impact people and you have no clue how powerful you, how powerful you are to impact and change the world just by impacting the life of your children, you know, fathers, mothers out there, you got kids, I'm a new dad, you know, raising up your kids in the right way. This world, you know, we let public government schools now raise our children and teach them all sorts of crazy nonsense. You know, I honestly, I'm, I'm struggling to see how parents are justifying putting their kids in, in those institutions these days. And, you know, we got to stand up for what's right and do what's right and have that courage. So I, I love that point you made about how just huge it is, how you can impact in just one person's life, right? It makes it all worth it. All worth it, man. Yeah. And like you said, you don't need a podcast to do it. You don't need thousands of followers on Instagram. You don't need any of this stuff. Just have an open conversation with an open heart and right. share your journey. Like, you know, it's, it's funny. I think people come to me all the time and they're like, wow, how do you share so openly about what you've been through? Like, how are you able to be that vulnerable and that open? And the reality is uh, how selfish of me not to be, mm-hmm. because the more I share my story, the more people go, oh, there's hope for me. Oh, I could do that too. Oh, there's people out there like me. Um, and so I say all the time when people come to me like, Hey, I want to do what you're doing. I just, I just, I'm not ready for it. I always look at them and go, how selfish of you. Cause even if you share your story and the way you're sharing it in the beginning is terrible. Number one, I promise you, the more you share it, you get better. Mm-hmm. But number two, like you could still change a life. Like the whole premise of now of what I'm doing with my live events and, you know, doing all these things uh, it's really about me getting on that stage and people looking at me and go, well, if that guy can do it, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. I'm not, look, I'm not the perfect person to look at and go, I want to live my life just like Justin, right? Like I'm not that person. I don't want to be that person. The reality is in the self-help space or the self-development space, there's way too many people that are, are being the leaders in that space for themselves and not for the people that are listening. And so what I intend to do is create these events and have my podcast be about them. And be about the individual sitting there and going, I need to learn this for me and shining a light on them and shining that spotlight and saying, you are powerful enough to make a difference in your life. And I want you to make a difference in your life. I don't, I don't want you to keep coming back and paying me more money. I want you to make a difference and I want you to lead your own revolution and your own movement in the future. And so what does that look like? It's called, I take the spotlight off of me and I shine it on you because you deserve it. And so that's, what's going to change the world. I think is going, stop making it about ourselves. Right. Like somebody, I, I, I asked two questions when anybody comes to me and says, I want to work with you about building their brand and their platform. And part of that is always some sort of podcast. And I always go, why do you want to start a podcast? Mm-hmm. Most of the time they don't even know. 
They really? think they want to. They they think they want to start it because that's going to blow up their brand. Or hey, you know, Jim Bob has a podcast. Yeah. I need to have one. Mary doesn't. External pressure, peer pressure. External pressure, or they think that they're going to get all these great things. And mm-hmm. the second thing is, I go, what do you want to get out of a podcast? And then they shake their head again. They have no idea. And so be really clear as to why you're jumping into any kind of space, mm-hmm. whether you decide you, you want to be a live streamer, a podcaster, a YouTuber, um, an author, whatever, like what mm-hmm. is the purpose behind it? And I can promise you, if it's to serve yourself, you will fail. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work that way. People can see right through any of that crap. Like I was talking about giving unconditionally earlier. If I wasn't truly giving unconditionally, I was having expectations of something in return, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have the friends I have now. I wouldn't have the circle I have now because mm-hmm. uh, they can see right through it. And that's just the reality. So understand why you're doing it. I pulled two other quotes from your Instagram, which I loved. And they're like right on this topic. So I'm just going to share them. When someone's and this first one, I can relate to, you know, I can't tell you how many times I'll be sitting in a meeting or I'll be sitting in Bible study or, you know, I got something on my mind, on my heart that I kind of want to say, but I'm just timid of what people are going to think or, you know, should I say it? But when someone sits by silently knowing full well, the world needs them to speak up. Red flag was, was your post. And I just, I, I love that, man. I love the red flag uh, little trend too, as well. Do, do you want to elaborate on that one? Well, the, first, the red flag trend came and went real fast. Um, I don't, I don't really see it as much. Anymore. It was in and out. Well, I, I guess I'm behind on the trend. But. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a good one. Though. I it's, saw it recently. I guess over the last couple. I'm sure years, it's still out there, but it, I felt like every Instagram story I saw had it. I was like, oh, I got to hop on this trend. Right, um, right, right, right. I think again, I think it's the idea that you have such an ability to change the world, mm-hmm. uh, and if you're not willing to put yourself out there to be judged, mm-hmm. to do all these things. And then that's a problem. Right. And, and I think when I posted that, and this is complete transparency, I'm sorry to you and your audience, if you don't feel this way, but it was really about individuals who were hiding their truth. Uh, and, and because they were hiding their truth, it was pushing a narrative in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that is crippling a lot of individuals. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you go out, so I'll just say it, whatever. I'm not vaccinated. I, I don't believe, I believe I'm pro-choice on the vaccination life. And so I say this because when I posted that, it was really the idea that there were people going out there getting these fake vax cards. Sure. And I go, you're not any, that doesn't fix the problem, right? <laughs> and so when we have an opinion or when we want to stand up for something, we have to stand up for it. Yeah. Because the individuals who sit by silently, they're not going to change the world. They're not right. going to change their world. They're going right. to sit and continue to be miserable in the life that they've created for themselves. And mm-hmm. I feel bad for them. Like that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. And so- we really need to take back control of our lives by stepping up and speaking up. Right. And then beyond that, when we are able to share our story and complete vulnerability and without fear of judgment, mm-hmm. that's going to also change another life. Right. And mm-hmm. so people who just sit by silently scare me. Yeah. You know, I, um, I think a lot of people struggle with this. I know I've struggled with this before, just the mentality of speaking up and, you know, you'll hear pressure from some of the big voices out in like the podcast world or wherever, you know, like they're screaming from the rooftops about some of this stuff, just blasting stuff on social media. You know, I'm typically not one to, to do that necessarily. Cause I, I think there's kind of a cast your pearls before swine sort of uh, scenario that is to be considered. But I do think, you know, what you're saying right there is right on. Like when you have an opportunity in your immediate life to say no and to stand up for what's right, 
in, in your heart, you know, if you're, if you try to just go along and fit in, right. Then, then is that more what you're talking about? A hundred percent. Right. Like, yeah. So I don't, um, I've shared some things out publicly, sure, but I yeah. don't, I, I don't overall because the majority of people share those out for attention for themselves. It's not actually to make a difference. When's yeah. the last time you read a Facebook post from somebody who goes, you know what? I'm, I'm changing who I'm voting for. You know what? I'm, <laughs> right, I'm, exactly. I've decided that I'm now a vegan. Like <laughs> right. you don't, you don't do that. Right. And so therefore me shouting from the rooftops through social media doesn't right. make sense. Now having open conversation on my podcast, like I told you, I had Bobby sauce on yeah. like having that open chat. Sure. could change something, right? We sure. had an open dialogue about it for a, about an hour and, and it was a great conversation. And maybe somebody mm -hmm. listening will go, you know what, let me look at it a little bit differently. But really what I'm talking about there is like, when we sit by idly in those moments, mm -hmm. that's, that's the, the issue, right? Like right. when I was in high school, I took literature of the Holocaust and the oh, people wow. who sat by silently and didn't mm -hmm. speak up and didn't help, they were at fault just as much as the Nazis, 100%. Because they didn't, they didn't stop it from happening. And mm -hmm. so sitting by idly, whether it be, it be big or small, that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. If you know your neighbor is abusing their spouse and you don't say anything because mm -hmm. what, is, what is it your business? Mm -hmm. And that man or woman loses their life long-term because of that abuse. Mm -hmm. That's your fault as much as it is the person who hurt that person. Mm -hmm. Like we have to be able to stand up for what we feel is right. Even in small doses, I'm not saying if you know that's happening next door, God forbid, but I, sure. I'm not saying like go blast that on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying stand up for what's right at any given moment. I think, I think that's what this world is missing more of are human beings who are able to speak up and stand up for what's right. Yeah. If you see something, say something. I love that, Justin. I love that. Um, right along these lines, God pulled you out of the pit so you could go back in and get other people out. Mm. I love that one as well. Cause you, you know, if, if you do, you know, we want to give you the truth here at GLE and the courage to stand for it, but that doesn't mean you're not going to face, you know, persecution. You're not going to face people coming at you. The doing the right thing is not always the easy thing, but it's usually the obvious thing I've found. It's yeah. usually the more obvious thing, don't you think? Yeah, dude, I'm glad you pulled that quote because it kind of falls in line with a lot of what we were just talking about, right? Like the people in the self-help space who were on the stage, they forgot what it was like to be in the pit. Mm -hmm. They're probably in the self-help space because they were in the pit at one point and they were pulled out and they're still trying to pull themselves out of a pit that they're no longer in. Um, and so I'm a really big proponent of the lessons that we learn are meant to teach other people. And so one thing I always say is that your wounds are for you to learn and your scars are for you to teach other people. And when I think about that quote, I think that was a quote from me, by the way, which I don't know where I heard it from, but I started saying it and then I saw other people start. I'll saying credit it, it to like, you. Your I'll wounds talk. are to teach yourself and your scars are to teach other people. Yeah. Your open wounds like are there for you to learn from. And then the scars are there to teach other people. And so when I look at that, I go, okay, cool. I have a lot of scars. How can I teach other people so they don't have to go through what I went through? And if they're, God forbid, they're going through it, let's get them out of there as soon as possible. Right. I also said that tongue in cheek because I saw so many people teaching with open wounds. Mm. I go, you can't teach with open wounds. You have what to do you heal mean? them. What do you mean by first. that? Uh, people who are still going through 
for lack of a, a good example, people going through a bad divorce who want to help other people through their divorce mm-hmm. or people who, you know, whatever, but they're still traumatized and emotionally beaten down by it. And they're trying to help other people. If you're still traumatized and emotionally beaten down, you can't be the leader of that or the teacher of that. I'm not saying you right. can't be one day, but you have to do the work for yourself first. Right. And so that was really about those open wounds. As long as those wounds are still open, you're, you still have a lesson to learn. And so what is that? And what's the work you have to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and once they become scars and they become hardened, man, because scars are tougher than flesh. Mm-hmm. And so once you have those scars, what lesson is there to teach? Yeah, that, that mentality kind of reminds me of Jordan Peterson's whole philosophy of, you know, before you try to change the world, how about you clean your, clean your bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like get your Jordan life Peterson's in order student. first, and then maybe you can help change other people's lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I love that. Um, Justin, I know you got a ton going on, man. So I'm going to be respectful of your time, but I got to ask you one final question um, before we go. Also, before we get to this final question, if y'all aren't following Justin, you got to go follow him. Um, check out growthnowsummit.com. Check out his event coming up May 20th through the 22nd at Rock Lidditz in Lidditz, Pennsylvania. And you can find him on all the socials, Justin, S-C-H-E-N-C-K, Justin Shank. Uh, go check him out. But this is a question I asked pretty much all my guests, Justin. When I started the podcast, I had listened to some Gary V podcasts and he was talking just about the perspective of how cool it would be to watch like your great, great grandpa having conversations with people. And, you know, I've got maybe one picture of my great, great grandpa or great, great, uh, grandpa, uh, grandma. It would be so cool just to hear them talk hear what they were talking about. See him talk to cool people like Justin Shank, like, if you could say something to future generations, the millions and millions of people who might end up seeing this conversation between great grandpa Phil and great uncle Justin, what would you want to leave them with today? I love how you frame that question. So I've been asked similar question, but never as a cool way that you just asked that. So let's, let's honor that really quick. I love that. Um, I would, I would say, you are exactly where you are supposed to be right now. Now it's your job to create the future that you want, but honor yourself and love yourself for where you are right now. And then make a difference for yourself in the world going forward. Boom. I love it. I love it. It's hard to get secure in your own shoes and get your head and heart in alignment, but so necessary, such great advice for all you listeners out there. Hope you enjoyed this. Go back, rewind. Tons of knowledge bombs from Justin Shank. Justin, thank you for coming on GLE and sharing with the GLE Network, man. It means a lot. Phil, man, honored that you had me. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there was one or two things I said that made sense, man. But this was great. Thank you. So fun. Y'all go check out Justin and go read everything. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time. 